If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Welcome to episode 225 of the Leading Learning Podcast, in which we revisit a topic that permeates our work, but we haven't discussed in a dedicated, focused way in quite some time. And that topic is the learning business. That's right. We've offered a definition before. We've done an episode on the learning business professional and even on the why of the learning business. But as you noted, Salisa, it's been a long time since we had those conversations. In fact, it was a full 140 episodes ago that we did that episode (laughs) on the why of the learning business. And we covered the learning business professional nearly 20 episodes before that. So, you know, given how central it is to the work we do and presumably the work that the majority of our listeners do, we feel it's past time to revisit it. So that's one driver for this episode, but there are a couple of others. Well, first, we plan to make the concept of the learning business the unifying theme for our upcoming Learning Technology Design Virtual Conference, LTD for short. And so this episode is useful pre-content that we can share with attendees. We'll even be asking the session presenters of concurrence to talk briefly about what it means to them to be in the learning business. And so we thought it would be good to ask you a similar question as a reflection question. So as you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to ask yourself, what does it mean to me to be in the learning business? So that's one reason. And another is that we have found, and in fact, we continue to find that the concept of the learning business seems to be quite challenging for anyone outside of it and and even for many inside of it to grasp. And you know, we've struggled with with why that is and um you know, while we realize we're not going to achieve global clarity through a, a single podcast episode, we thought that dedicating some time to spotlighting the learning business as a concept and having some discussion around it might move us forward at least a bit. So maybe we should start with revisiting what we mean when we use the term learning business. Or actually, maybe we should start with what we don't mean, because the phrase learning business can be used pretty loosely. And I think that is a big part of the challenge that we encounter when talking to people about it. So, you know, there's a a tendency to interpret learning business as a business that learns. And in that sense, every business really should be a learning business, right? You want to be able to to capitalize on your successes and learn from your mistakes and become better at what you do as an organization because of that. That's right. And we, we hope you work for one of those. We hope we work for one of those. Definitely something to strive for, but it's not really exactly what we mean here. A- another usage is, quote, the business of learning. We, we see that phrase quite a bit, um, which you know seems to imply or mean creating, facilitating learning is the work you do, or it's part of the work you do, it's your job. And that's closer, but it doesn't account for what we see as really a defining aspect of the learning business, at least as we use that term, and that's the revenue imperative. Right. Uh, A learning business, as you and I define it, Jeff, has to meet two criteria. And the first is that a fundamental reason for its existence is to generate revenue through selling learning and education experiences to a target audience. And in most cases, that means net positive revenue or profit. And, you know, perhaps another way to articulate that, it might be 
worth articulating multiple ways to, to make sure that, uh, or to try to help make sure that it's uh, clear to listeners. So another way is to say, you own or work for a business that produces learning experiences, and your goal is to make money from selling those learning experiences. And that's really the key part of the definition, but as already mentioned, there are two criteria. And the second is that the majority of the people working in the business recognize that revenue generation is a fundamental reason for the organization's existence. That is, they are conscious of and focused on that goal as part of the organization's identity and part of their own identity. And we feel this second aspect of the definition is really important because it distinguishes learning businesses not just by their activities, but also by their mindset. And we want to come back to that in a minute, but before we do that, we should probably say a bit more about the specific types of learning businesses that, that we focus on. So as most listeners probably realize at this point, we're focused specifically on adult, lifelong learning, continuing education, and professional development. And so by extension, we're focused on the types of businesses that serve those learners. And that includes organizations like trade and professional associations. That's a, a big part of our audience historically. It also includes academic continuing education programs. So not so much the traditional degree programs, but programs geared towards adults who are typically already out in the working world and and need to build on previous education or acquire new knowledge and skills. And then finally, it can include various types of training and education businesses from solo edupreneurs to larger training firms, whether those are for-profit or non-profit. But the key connection among all of these types of learning businesses is that they serve adult, lifelong learners. So those are the types of organizations we consider to be learning businesses, and specifically, we consider them to be learning businesses, as you said, Salisa, that serve that market for adult, lifelong learning. And that word market is what leads us back to the idea of mindset that we mentioned earlier. And our experience is that when you when you really understand the concept of learning business and identify as a learning business, it alters your mindset, your perception of the goals of your work and the, and the skills and the knowledge and, and the behaviors needed to achieve those goals are all a bit different. The revenue imperative, that, that fact that you're serving a market, that you're um, focused on people who can choose to pay for your learning experiences or not, that means that you have not only to focus on a learning strategy, but also on a business strategy. You have to think about things like how are you going to reach and engage an audience that isn't captive in the sense of a corporate workforce or an academic student body? How are you going to differentiate from the other organizations that may be targeting the same audience you're trying to reach with learning products and educational um, products? How are you going to show results that will keep your learners and their employers coming back to you as customers? How are you going to operate in a financially sustainable way, so a way that will produce net revenue that can be invested back into growing and improving the business? You know, and we're not trying to say that these factors are absent from situations in which there's not that that same level of revenue imperative, but they rarely receive the same level of focus in, in those contexts. And, you know, that may sound like an abstract point, but it really does have concrete implications. In many ways, 
you know, I'd say it's kind of like the difference between being an amateur and going pro. Now, you can be, you know, very serious and create a lot of value as an amateur, whether that means, you know, in a sport or, or maybe in a hobby that's part of your life. But, but as soon as you transition to your livelihood, depending upon being paid for the value you create, you inevitably start thinking more about what it really takes to perform and, of course, get paid at that level. Well, I mean, at least if you aim to succeed, you do. Well, yeah, and to carry that amateur professional analogy a bit further, you identify differently when you go pro. Um, Just as an example, I I play soccer every weekend, but when someone asks me what I do, I don't say, I'm a soccer player, or at least I certainly don't lead with that. Now, if I played for the North Carolina Courage, on the other hand, then I would say I'm a soccer player. It would be a major aspect of my identity. And so similarly, I think there's a difference between having learning-related responsibilities. So maybe part of what you do is create online courses, and that's part of your day-to-day work. That's different than really identifying as being in the learning business and being a learning business professional. And of course, that's not to say that you can't identify it in multiple ways. We we all do. Um, We have many listeners, for example, who may identify as an association professional, a certified uh, association executive, or or maybe as an educator. But our view is that it's also important to identify as someone who works in the learning business as a learning business professional if you really want to excel. And so thinking about excelling, this is probably a good good route to go down as, uh, as we start to wrap up this episode on the learning business is to, to talk about, you know, a few resources we offer that... Uh, are geared towards that idea of truly being in the learning business, being a learning business professional, and helping the business and you as a professional excel. And you know, to longtime listeners, these will be familiar resources, but it's always helpful to to highlight things again. Uh, repetition being the mother of learning, as I was uh, taught way back in my days of of teaching Russian. And the first one that we'll we'll mention is the learning business maturity model. And this is intended as a tool to to help you assess the current state of your learning business. Um, And it articulates the characteristics of a mature market-facing learning business or line of business, as well as the stages that typically precede full maturity. And we developed this based on, you know, the common problems and opportunities we've seen in our years of working with really a wide range of learning businesses. And the model's framework helps you to assess your organization's capabilities and problem areas and provides a clear path so you can move from problem to opportunity and eventually to innovation. And you can find that on the Tagoras website at tagoras.com slash maturity. And we'll also link to it in the show notes. So that's one resource, the maturity model. Another is our informal learning business curriculum. Jeff and I have had many discussions on the Leading Learning Podcast about a range of topics related to the learning business. And over time, these have uh, amounted to a sort of informal curriculum for anyone interested in expanding and deepening their knowledge about what it means to serve the market for lifelong learning, continuing education, and professional development. So we've gathered together and categorized a a number of episodes on a single page to make them easy to access. And the categories are the learning business and leading learning, strategy, capacity, portfolio, marketing, and key trends. So you can tune into any of those episodes uh, anytime on your own, or you can, uh, of course, access the show notes uh, as well. 
Um, but assuming you're not a solo operator, we actually recommend having all members of your team listen to those episodes and then discuss them over time. So you can find the informal learning business curriculum on the Leading Learning website at leadinglearning.com slash curriculum. And then finally, we want to highlight learning technology design or LTD, which we referenced at the beginning of the episode. This is our annual virtual conference that was designed specifically with learning businesses in mind, specifically with the learning business professional in mind, to give you a place where you can gather with other learning business professionals, um, hear from peers, as well as uh, general experts in in learning and in different aspects of business, to really help you get the, the insights, the practical tips, the knowledge, the skills that you need to be able to grow and improve your learning business. And you can find out more about LTD at ltd.leadinglearning.com. We encourage you to check that out. You can, again, just like the podcast, you can do that individually. You can just be an individual attendee, or we also have organizational options so your whole team can learn together, which we think is just a, well, one of the best ways for, for learning businesses to really be able to grow and improve. So, those are uh, a few key resources. We'll link to all of them uh, in the show notes. Um, those are you know, just our thoughts on the learning business as a concept. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can always comment on the show notes for any podcast or email us at ltd at leadinglearning.com. But we'd love to get your perspective on this. You can get the show notes, get to the show notes by going to leadinglearning.com slash episode 225. And the show notes will include the reflection question that we pose, which is basically, what does it mean to you to be in the learning business? And when you check out the show notes, you're going to see various options for subscribing to the podcast. And if you're getting value out of what you hear, Jeff and I would be truly grateful if you would subscribe as it helps us to get some insight into the impact of what we're doing. And we'd also be grateful if you take just a minute to give us a rating on Apple Podcast. Just go to leadinglearning.com slash Apple. That'll get you to the right place. And Salise and I personally appreciate your ratings and reviews. And those ratings and reviews also help the podcast show up when other learning business professionals go searching for content on leading a learning business. Finally, please consider following us and sharing the good word about leading learning. You can find us on Twitter by going to leadinglearning.com slash Twitter, on Facebook at leadinglearning.com slash Facebook, and on LinkedIn at leadinglearning.com slash LinkedIn. We also encourage you to use the hashtag leading learning on each of those channels. So however you choose to do it, please do follow us and help spread the word about leading learning. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast.